This is Laura looking for love, and today is all about one box of books. One cardboard box of books that had been sitting in my garage, waiting to be looked at, for years. And the only reason I opened that box of books today was because of a small rat. One rat, a small little furry animal, forced me to look at my buried past. So let's start at my garage. My garage is not really a garage. Yes, I have my car there, but it's a huge storage unit where I piled boxes of stuff I'd accumulated over my lifetime. From papers to pictures to stuff I would need one day. But over the years, as I lived more and accumulated more memories in the form of objects, the boxes started piling up so that I would never really see what was inside the bottom box because it was just too much effort to get to it. Well, apparently, I have a small opening at one side of the garage door where a small rodent would be able to fit. And I had a bag of dog food in my garage as well as some water bottles. Well, the rat got to the dog food, chewed through the water bottles, and peed and pooped all over the boxes of my past. So one by one, I opened each box, said goodbye to the handmade gifts from my grandmother, the vintage dolls I had decided to save to possibly pass down to my own daughter one day. One by one, in the garbage they went. And I got to a box that was really messed up. Not only was it soiled with rat feces and pee, but it was shredded and I could see bite marks. It was a box of my most important books. All the books that were personally signed to me by authors I had met over the years. The earliest was from 1979, a gift from my paternal grandmother, my bachan, who used to love to buy me books that had a Japanese theme signed by the author. I also found a book from 1984, a Clifford picture book signed as a gift to me by my third grade teacher. I found a poetry book signed by a panelist I'd met at a literary festival, and I smiled because I didn't know it then, but I would later be a panelist myself with my own book at that same festival just the following year. My very first book about the Holocaust signed by the author and Holocaust survivor was also in that box. I had a book by a man who I used to care for when I was a hospice social worker. It was also in that box. I had a screenplay by a young man I cared for as a mental health therapist in Compton who gave it to me as a gift. And although the clients in that program were viewed as the most severe cases of psychotic mental disorders, I saw his brilliance through that screenplay. And toward the top of the box were all the books signed by authors who I had met and signed with during my very first book signing events at the USC LA Times Festival of Books at local book signings, and interspersed throughout all of these were several books on the Japanese internment camps, filled with photographs and memories of those days of mixed emotions, confinement that went hand-in-hand hand with forced cultural community. One of my friends who is now in his 90s was a camp photographer and compiled amazing photography books, documenting the experience through artistic eyes. He signed a few for me. Those were also in that box. There was all this shared history, grief, joy, creativity, and community in this one box and I thought how unfortunate that this was the box that had been so destroyed by this rat that I would have to throw it all away. But at the very top of this box was another book on the internment that I had thought was signed by the author. And as I opened it to see what he wrote, I realized it wasn't a message from the author, but from a guy I had dated several years ago. My first experience dating a Korean-American guy, which is significant because we came from very different experiences. I dated Chinese guys, Vietnamese guys, Mexican guys, but he was the very first Korean guy I dated. And as Asian Americans in this day and age, it's no big deal. We date each other. But because he was my first Korean guy and I was his first Japanese girl, it was this kind of clumsy mix of the familiar and the mysterious, which really dictated some of the hits and misses of our experience together. We met through friends. 
they wanted to set us up on a blind date. I didn't really like his vibe from his Facebook profile because there was this picture where he was flipping off the camera. And even though I can be as crass as anyone, at the time, I thought, this is so infantile. We end up meeting, and for some reason, it was really easy for us to banter and bicker. With other people, I wouldn't dare criticize their fashion choices. But with him, I would find myself telling him that he should try to look better. That he was being so lazy about things, not even putting product in his hair. He would laugh, fully amused, and say, I think I look good. And I'd say, unamused, well, you don't. He had a way of ticking me off, but I realized at that time of my life, I was easily ticked off. An angry sort of girl, I suppose, very moody. And one day I said, you know, you are really not thoughtful at all. Do you even care? How about bringing me a gift once in a while? Would that kill you? And he was such a good sport because really, looking back on it, who demands a gift? Moody Laura does. Moody Laura demands gifts. (laughs) So one day, he brought me a bottle of wine which I immediately judged because I was really, well, moody. And I thought, this isn't thoughtful. This doesn't require effort. This is something you just pick up at the liquor store on your way to a dinner party. But he also bought me something that took a little more thought. And when I opened it, I saw it was a book titled Only What We Could Carry, The Japanese-American Internment Experience. And in the inside, he had written, Laura, may this book provide you with intellectual nourishment on your journey. I thought, wow, he's really not good at this, right? He's really not good at picking out gifts. Who would buy a book reminding me of a horrible event that happened in my family history? I'm already moody as it is. This guy is just a glutton for punishment, right? So as perplexed as I was by the gift, it was a little, it's it's a little humorous looking back on it. But at the time I was like, what? I did have a heart and as hard to please as I was during that time of my life, I still had a very sensitive, compassionate side. So I I know when someone's trying and I really appreciated his efforts. So that was the book that was at the very top of the box in my garage. And of all the books I went through, ironically, it was the one that made me smile the most and gave my heart the most joy. I had totally forgotten about it and so the surprise when I opened it made the experience even better, even though I didn't fully appreciate it at the time. That book resurfaced years later like an old friend to help me release the contents of that box and my past that I never thought that I would let go of until that moment. And in doing so, as I looked at the cover, it reminded me of my ancestors and the fact that they too had their own rat, forcing them to rid themselves of everything except that which was most valuable, only what they could carry. And really, that is all we need. All right, thanks for listening. I'll be back next week. I'm going to be talking about the common denominator of Super Bowl, Valentine's Day, and K-drama. So have a good weekend, and I will see you next Friday.